0: What's up, guys? CB here, Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Got a great show coming up for you guys today. Your NPFL National Professional Fishing League champ at Grand Lake, Mr. Taylor Watkins, is going to join the show. Uh, Along with him, we're going to have the first ever National Professional Fishing League Angler of the Year. Mr. Keith Carson going to join as well. Going to show off his interview skills. So this is going to be a fun show. You guys make sure you tune in for that. Uh, we also want to make sure that we're talking about Strike King Lure Company, Lose Rods and Reels, products made for winners. You guys, make sure you check them out online, strikeking.com and lose.com. You can buy all your favorite gear right there, or you can do what we do and go to our favorite retail shop, Sports' Warehouse at sportsmans.com guys hang tight angler's channel insider podcast coming up right now
1: welcome to this week's angler's channel insider podcast brought to you by ranger boats still building legends
0: one at a time
1: Now here's your host, Chris Brown.
0: Welcome in, folks, to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine. Shocked to life by Relion Lithium batteries. Tailor made lithium, giving you the most power to help you make the most of your time on the water. Check them out online, RelionBattery.com, Use code Anglers Channel for 10% off your next purchase and free shipping. I'm Chris Brown, along with well, it's Kenneth Grover tonight. Last week, it was David Zhang. This week, it's Kenneth Grover because some little, I don't even want to be racist about it, Kenneth, but some little Asian smartass is up in Michigan whacking the smallmouth right now, and I am just mad that I'm not with him or I, I, did, I didn't go in his place, right? I mean, he, he's just, I told him to catch a few, but it's when he's sending us pictures of fours and fives I'm like, no, uh, uh-uh, uh no. I'm not paying you for this trip anymore. So.
2: I, I think you should have told him it was a three fish limit. It's not M.L.F. style. Well,
0: I sent him the, I sent him the text that you sent me, and apparently he said no. This is B.P.T. style, and we're going to catch all we can catch and fill the live wells. But uh, anyway, David's up with uh, Strike King loose up in uh, Michigan, somewhere in Michigan, catching smallmouth, having a big time. He said he might call in tonight, but I doubt it because he told me he was going to leave. We're recording this on Thursday. He told me he was going to leave around 3 o'clock. Well, it's 5 o'clock, and last time I checked, he was still fishing. So we'll uh, let him do his deal. But we're going to go ahead and jump into our show because I got two guys on right now that have been making the podcast circuit all last week uh, because they have just done something that, well, Taylor's done it for, I guess he's one of five this year, and Keith just broke everything and says I'm the only one that's ever done it, Right. And that is uh, Taylor Watkins, the NPFL champ from Grand Lake, and Keith Carson, your angler of the year for the National Professional Fishing League. Keith, first off, dude, you cut it close. I'm just saying. One point? I mean, wow. Yeah.
1: Really? Yeah, I know. It blows my mind. It's just like (laughs) shocking, you know, how how lucky, you know?
0: (laughs) Well, that's uh, it was it was very cool to see, and uh, I know we've talked to you before. You won uh, Wright Patman, I believe. Is that right? The second that's stop, right. yep. So won the second stop on the NPFL, and what a cool deal that was! And um, dude, you guys just—it was a fist fight at the top of that leaderboard for the AOI mm-hmm. all year long. It looked like between you and Sukup and some others, and Taylor. You and I were talking offline that had it not been for a you know a, a mishap here or there. Your your fifth place finish may have uh, may have had you throw a right hook at at at, uh, at Keith there at some point toward the end of the year.
3: Yeah, yeah, I haven't added it up, you know. And and like I said, I'm not going to because I don't want to know. But <laughs> yeah, I should have finished, you know, closer to the top ten, if not in the top ten. I ended up finishing, you know, fifteenth or eighteenth or something like that, and so would have gave me another you know, 5, 10, 15 points sometimes, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I'm tickled with my year. You know, if, if somebody would ask me, you know, how would your year, how would you wish your year would go? I mean, I couldn't have wrote it out any better, you know, and sure to, to cap it off with a win right at the end of the year and going into the championship, you know, with that momentum, I'm, I'm stoked. So. Well,
0: let me ask you, I, I, we asked Keith this when we talked to him about Wright Patman uh, a few months ago, and I'll ask you this too, but, um, and you can't tell me it's because you just won 50 grand. You got that tundra hood of a trophy behind you. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, prior to that, why did you choose NPFL?
3: You know, I don't know if the, if I chose the NPFL, I think the NPFL chose me, you know? Uh, I, it fit, you know, I've always fished, um, what used to be the Costas now is Toyota series, uh, I never ventured over into the Opens just because I never did. Right. But uh, I, I've always wanted to pursue this avenue to get to be a professional.
0: So, Keith, let's talk about jump around here for a second. Let's talk about uh, your tournament here and going into this event. Um, looking at Angler of the Year going in, you were not that far back uh, of Brandon Perkins. I believe was leading coming into this event. And, uh, like, as I mentioned before, uh, I mean, it was a fist fight at the top, uh, for you guys for the most part. So how far back were you in, uh, Angler of the Year and looking at what you had to do to, um, capture this, this crown?
1: Yeah. So coming into this tournament, I was four points behind Perkins. Okay. And so, you know, I knew that I needed to be hit, beat him by five or more places in order to secure AOI and, you know, he, he was catching them so good day one. He had 17 day two. He had 14. You know I think he was sitting in top five um, going into that final day and uh, uh, you know, just, it just unreal how it worked out. You know, he was really unfortunate change of events for him where he broke down on his way to weigh in with just minutes to go. And, uh, and he ended up not being able to weigh his catch that day. Oh. And and that was really the deciding factor in how I ultimately won AOI by one point. Sure. Cause we were like, like you said, we were duking it out all year. And even to the last day, you know, I, uh, Perkins had a great day. One, my day one was okay. I had 11 pounds day two. He had 14, but I also had 14, which moved me from 23rd to 14. Right. So then I kind of started to close the gap, you know, and, and, uh, you know, we were, we were really, uh, you know, like you said, we were, We're both going for it. Y'all were, y'all were trading
2: blows. Quick, you know, you know, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say this. You know, in saying it like that, it sounds like you know it's it's an unfortunate thing, and it it was unfortunate. You know, every single day, every one of you anglers goes out on the water. That can be your fate. I mean, you're you're relying on so many different things to come together. You got a specific time to be back. At any point in the day, something can happen to completely derail that. So mm-hmm. it just so happened that it was the last day, the last tournament. But if that had happened anywhere else in the season, it wouldn't have looked the same. But but you're, you face you face that same potential as well, just like everybody else does.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. And and I actually did come in late on Lake Pickwick stop number four. Ah. I was two minutes late. And I was just fortunate enough, you know, where I wasn't any more late. Had I been three minutes late. I would not be your AOI champion right now. Uh, There's so many small things that just added up perfectly for me. And and as you say, you know, that is your fate on any given day. And, and I had another angler explain it to me this way. He's like, you know, think about like NBA finals. I think there was a few years back when Kevin Durant, you know, who carried the team, got injured like in the finals or something and like sprained his ankle. He was out and then the whole team was done, sure. you know, and it's like, and, and I mean, there's so many examples of similar to what happened to Perkins in sports. And it's, it is, it's just part of, you know, the way it goes and, and, uh, and that's the game. So, but, but, so yeah.
0: But now Keith, fishing's not a sport, dude. I mean, everybody yeah, says yeah, we're not yeah, a sport. Right. So, I mean, how do you explain that? Right. Oh yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, I, I think fishing is like very similar to golf. I, I think it's just like golf. You know, you got two individuals and in both sports, the mindset is. Is you're not playing the guy, uh, you're not you're not playing your competitors. You're playing the the course, sure. or you know, and, with fishing, you're playing the lake. In light.
2: Some cases yourself, yeah,
1: and exactly, it's almost always yourself. And it's funny because I, I golf a lot, and uh, and it's like it, it, when I stand over a shot, if I really want to execute the shot well, I have to fully trust that I'm going to pull off this shot. That you know, whether it be you know a draw or fade or something like that, or right to left shot, you know, you have to fully trust that. Same thing with fishing. If I make a decision and I don't completely trust it, it's like, why even make the decision anyway? You know, you've got to have faith. And and without that, it's it's hard to get you know to go a long ways in this sport, in this game
0: i'm i'm just impressed you can hit a fade or a draw or or yeah. straight down i mean i you know i mean i hit a draw a lot i don't mean to but i do right i have to play to my draw or play to my fade i, I can't uh, i can't dictate which it is so well but, for uh, me a,
1: a draw can turn into a hook real quick so you know
0: i've got to can few, do it
1: but you know it's hard to control
0: i've got a uh, i've got a few of those too so taylor you're back with us talk Tell us a little bit more about um, the fact that you can take off a few weeks and, uh, and be a part of uh, the NPFL and do that with your job.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, you know, the NPFL just really goes in good with, uh, you know, my job and being able to work and, and fish at the same time. I was very, very fortunate whenever I was approached by the NPFL. I, I actually went to my job and said, hey, I would like to do this. I'd like to pursue this. And, uh, they actually extended the offer and said, Hey, we'll give you, you know, whatever vacation you need and we'll still pay you. Oh, wow. And so that was almost as much of a sponsorship as anybody had given me, you know? And so I knew I wasn't going to lose anything. You know, I knew that I could provide for my family and, and we were going to be okay there just by my regular salary. And, uh, then, you know, of course, after that, I had to scrape up the money to be able to get out there and <laughs> compete. But uh, man, I, I couldn't have scripted it any better. You know, I was, it's been a phenomenal year for me so far. So
0: well, with this win, you know, almost a hundred thousand in the bank just from NPFL. That's not a bad year at all. Let's talk a little bit about Grand uh, because watching live, and and I'm going to tell you guys something, and this is coming from somebody, and probably Kenneth too. And a lot of our listeners, I know y'all don't see live because y'all are fishing, obviously. But y'all's product, the live product, has come a tremendously long way this year. I mean, it's incredible what you, what they've been able to do with that, and really kind of showcase you guys as well throughout the day. So, uh, big shout out to to your your team and, and those guys in PFL. I know y'all have nothing to do with that other than catch fish. But talk about uh, talk about grand because everything we've been seeing, it it was fishing pretty tough for most people and um Taylor you had uh I know you weren't leading the first two days but you found enough to come back and win it on day three but 17-9 day one 15 on day two and 17-10 on day three um outside of Bryant Smith who had 15 pound each day you were one of the more consistent anglers it looked like, especially there at the top when it, when it, when it counted. So talk a little bit about how you, you know, how you found your fish, how you were able to pull off this win, and, uh, grab that big honking trophy behind you.
3: So, uh, going into this event, you know, I couldn't win A01. I was, I was looking I was on the outside looking in here or, you know, looking in, I knew I didn't have a chance to catch Keith. I knew I didn't have a chance to catch Perkins, so I wasn't really worried about that. Uh, I felt like if I went out and caught one or two fish, I was definitely in for the championship. So I, I, you know, I knew I could do that. Um, so I really approached this event and really tried to find big fish. I, I did not throw a spin rod. I did not throw a jerk bait. I did not you know, pick up a shaky head, anything like that. I really picked up power baits and fish the way that I like to fish and tried to find, you know, the quality of fish that I was looking for. I actually found the fish that I caught, uh, on a, uh, Berkeley Chopo 105. Okay. And, uh, I was rolling that Chapo down, down the side of the docks and, uh, the sun was shining the whole time, but I was anticipating the clouds and rain. So I thought that if I could find a few bites on this topwater during practice, that during the tournament, I could really go into that and and it would produce, you know, whenever it counted with that weather moving in. I thought the wind was going to blow. I thought it was going to rain. I thought it was going to be stormy. So uh, whenever I found those fish, I knew I had found something special. I didn't know how many other guys had found it as well because it was a pretty community area, I would say. Uh, it wasn't anything off, out off the beaten path or anything like that. Um, and so I, you know, whenever I found them, I, I knew I was going to have company, but I thought that I had found something that nobody else was doing. Uh, so that that's kind of how practice went, uh, moving into the tournament the first day, uh, I actually picked up the chompo. I had kind of made up my mind, Hey, I'm not putting this thing down and, I went through that entire area. There was about five or six other guys in there. I spoke to a couple of them. You know, we've all kind of become friends and everything. And a couple of them were like, man, I really saw quality in here during practice. And, you know, I agreed. I was like, yeah, I know, me too. So um, I I went through that entire area. And then I went to kind of some secondary stuff. And at 10, 30, 11 o'clock, I had one keeper for about a pound eight, Hmm. maybe a pound nine and just one small keeper and I said, you know, this is not working, this is not gonna work. So I decided that I would go back to that area and move, you know, just, I knew I needed to figure out how to make those fish buy. So I moved back into that area, I picked up a couple of different baits, I worked through about half of the pocket and I had gotten some bites on the jig during practice. Uh, I didn't set the hook on any I had my hooks covered up and everything, you know, but it was in different areas of the lake. So I picked up the jig. I made about 10 casts or so, and I caught one about two and three quarters. And then I went to the next dock and I caught a four pounder. And then I went to the next dock and I caught a three and three quarters. And so then, you know, the light bulb goes off. I'm like, yep, this is it. You know, they're still here. I can catch them. I found a bait that I can catch them on. I turned the boat around and I went right back down the same set of docks that I had just previously thrown the or the chopo on and the, you know, other baits. And by the time I got to the end of the pocket and back out to the main river, I had close to 16 pounds. Wow. Um, then I moved. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I left early. I knew I had a good bag. I had to be in at three o'clock. So this was probably, you know, 1.30ish or so. And so I headed back towards the ramp. I got into Wolf Creek. I had scoped out the docks at Wolf Creek, and I kind of thought, you know, hey, there's probably some retreads here. There's probably some good fish here. Uh, I'll spend a little bit of time on it. So I, uh, you know, started pitching that jig on some of those docks and I actually called with a, a really solid keeper, probably, you know, a three, three and a quarter pounder. And uh, that really made the light bulb go off, you know, that there was some quality fish there as well. Sure.
2: Sure. So. Okay. Yeah, got, got a question Continue about the 15. docks. <laughs> For, okay. Are, okay. Are these docks uh, are they floating docks? Do they have pilings? What what type of dock is? It?
3: They were all floating docks with cables. Uh, the ones in Wolf Creek were not as deep. Uh, there was a section in Wolf Creek that, uh, like towards the river, they were in like twenty feet of water. And then kind of towards the middle section, they were in about seven to eight feet of water. And then the closer you got further back into the creek, they actually got into two and three feet of water. And I really focused on that area. The ones that were between uh, six and ten feet of water was seemed to be the best ones. Were
2: you swimming the jig or were you fishing in cover under the docks? Um,
3: most of it was a reaction bite on the fall. So the first day I didn't have to do anything at all. Like I literally skipped the jig under the dock and wherever I would engage the reel, they would be going with it. Um, the second day I really had to kind of figure them out. It was cloudier and I feel like the fish had spread out some and really moved to the outside edges of the docks. They weren't as tucked up under the docks as they were in the sun. So, um, think my second fish, second or third fish that I caught on the second day, uh, I had skipped the jig up down the back side of the dock and I was actually reeling it in. So I'm actually reeling it in and when eats it and I caught it and that made the light bulb go off to say, okay, I really need to swim this thing out a little bit slower when I'm coming, reeling my, you know, reeling back up to make my next cast. And literally my next cast, I'm reeling it back and one's following it out from under the dock. So that kind of made the light bulb go off to say, hey, you need to swim this thing a little further off of the dock, you know. And I actually ended up uh, finding two of my better quality fish that, that day uh, on one of those special docks. They had actually moved to the bar that goes, you know, how you pull into the slip. So the, the bar that is under the slip there, they had pulled out from under the dock. To that bar and I caught three fish on three consecutive
0: casts off of that one bar. Keith any light bulbs go off for you during this tournament?
1: Man I uh, so my my practice was like terribly difficult. I caught five keepers in three days of practice and uh, I was like yeah so I'm probably not you know making the right calls here. You know we had bluebird skies, windy conditions in, in practice and rain and and clouds for the tournament so I practiced as if it was rainy and cloudy during those days of practice and tried to prepare. And, uh, you know, it, it, was tough. I didn't know where to go. So I started right by the boat. ramp. I was like, Hey, I just had the mindset. Like, you know, if I'm not going to catch anything, I might as well stay by the boat ramp and sure. not catch anything, you know? So, right. you know, just got lucky and, uh, <laughs> you know, and caught a few, <laughs> caught, <laughs> caught, you know, caught enough to, uh, to finish 16. So, Yeah.
0: <laughs> For you – I mean, Taylor, you said you, you, you weren't going to win AOI. You knew that. You needed a few fish to, to make the championship. You did that. When did the light – excuse me, when did the light bulb go off for you that you could win this thing?
3: Um, After day one. Like, after day one, whenever I saw – you know, I weighed in 17 – I don't even remember what it was, 17.09, 17 17 nine, 9 ounces, yeah, 17 something nine. like that, 17 pounds, nine ounces. Uh, that, that day, you know, after the end of that day, after I, you know, I have so much confidence in that jig that I was throwing, you know, I've, I've caught multiple 20 plus pound bags on that jig and I've caught 18 and 19 pound bags and, you know, July, August on the Tennessee river, you know, so I, I know what that thing's capable of, sure. Um, and, and I knew that that was a confidence thing for me. So after that first day, I, I knew I knew I was in the championship, but I was going for blood and you know it, it was all in for me. And uh, you know, second day, uh, I had fished through that area, had 15 pounds and I went back to Wolf Creek. Uh, early again, and I actually lost one over five, uh, mm-hmm. probably, you know, four, four and three quarter five pounder. So on day, uh, three, I had made up my mind. I hadn't caught a keeper before 10 o'clock day one or day two. Uh, I had thrown topwater, did things like that every morning. So day three, I made up my mind. I'm just going to start right here in Wolf Creek. I know there's quality and I fished all the way down through there. And I think I caught three keepers and had close to, 10 pounds or so with three fish and, uh, you know, or more, probably more, I guess I caught that big one, the, uh, 412 and then one, you know, around three, three and a half, and then a good solid two pound keeper. Sure. And, uh, then I went down to my main area, ran down my air, main area and filled out a limit and, uh, actually caught a, a, a three pounder down there. And I came back early. I came back at, man, two o'clock or so, I came back and actually cycled back through those docks at Wolf Creek two different times. So I, I cycled through those docks and I caught a fish on every single dock that I had caught a fish. Uh, they one, two or three. I had marked them. I had five docks marked and I got five bites on that first cycle through and I actually lost the one that uh, I lost one three pounder and then called a three pounder. And I thought for sure, I knew for sure I was said that one three pounder that I lost, I knew for sure that one had lost the tournament for me, but fortunately it didn't.
2: So
0: well, I've been watching Keith. He's been taking notes on which docks to throw <laughs> next time we go to grand. So you <laughs> may have some company next uh next week. You
1: know what? Oh, I was gonna say I got a question for you, Taylor, real quick. When when you when you started that area day one, you said that there was five or six boats in that area. You left, you had like one fish, and then went back. When when you went back, were those boats just gone, and did you have it all to yourself, or, or how did that work? I did. There was nobody there. I have. I
3: was there all by myself. There was actually one boat come in uh, with me uh, after I had already turned around and started coming back out, you know, and, and, and they had— you know, that was, uh, they said that they had saw him on a dirt bait. They said, man, I had four and five pounders jumping all over a dirt bait in here. And I just kind of was like nodding my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: don't say anything.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Don't say anything. And, uh, right. So, yeah. So, so I, I did have one, that one, uh, competitor come in, uh, kind of late in the day. I don't know that they called anything. I, I, I'm right. not sure that they called anything. But there was uh, one competitor, uh, day two and day three, he fished it both days, but he kind of stayed out towards the front side of it. Um, and he was throwing topwater. So, obviously, he yeah. had found some fish the same way, throwing topwater. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what place he ended up finishing. I haven't looked. But, uh, you know, obviously, he didn't make the adjustment to pick up right. the
1: jigs. Right. You did. And, and you, you dialed in and executed, and they didn't, so. And, and I truly believe that those fish were feeding
3: on bluegill. And I think that's why they ate the jig so good was they mm-hmm. were feeding on bluegill. I, you know, I, I had said whatever they were popping under there. I mean, it wasn't like there was like, it didn't sound like gunner. Like there wasn't a million of them under there. But every now and then you just hear them, you know, yeah, up under there. Yeah. And I knew they were they would all my bait out. Like if you pitched a wacky worm under there, it was ridiculous. Like they would tote it off. You could throw a wacky worm out of there and I think they would take it to the bass. Like they would pick it up here 15 feet and then drop it, you know, and then I'd get a bite. It was
0: wild,
3: you know? it was like, like I had awesome. little people under there moving my bait around
0: for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm well, liking thanks. this deal. Awesome. I, I, I like this interview style here. This is uh this is pretty good. Keith, you talked about how practice was for you and not great. I mean, so, I mean, you're, four points behind perkins coming in this deal so i mean after a bad practice what's your mindset for day one are you just like well whatever whatever happens happens or, or what i mean how do you how do you focus on that
1: yeah i mean my mindset was um that uh you know i knew where not to go i knew where not to go i knew what not to do and um, i knew that the clouds are coming which could potentially help a shallow bite which is my strength. Right. Any, any kind of cover or, or structure below five feet is my strength. And, um, and so, you know, with, with those conditions coming, I was like, all right, it can happen. It's possible. And that helped keep me in a positive mindset. And so, like I said, I didn't know exactly where to go. So I started right by the ramp and I got lucky and I caught 11, 10 day one. And I lo- I bounced a three off the side of the boat and I lost two more three pounders, you know, could have done pretty well. Um, but, but at least I knew I wasn't out of it. Right. Perkins, you know, did pretty well day one, 17 something or 17 around that mark. And then day two, I knew, okay, I got to come back strong, um, you know, or, or I'm not going to have much of a chance. And also my other thing was just get a check, you know, just get a check. And if Perkins catches him really well and wins, then good for him. And if not, then, you know, I'll get my check and, and do the best I can with the poor practice. And, you know, coming back day two and catching that 14 pounds was uh, as a big booster, you know, yeah. move me up from 23rd to 13. So, um, yeah. So just kind of winging it, you know, that's, that's something I'm good at is winging it.
0: So talk about day three. Cause day three was obviously not your better of the three days.
1: Yeah. So day three, I started by the ramp, could not get bit. Nothing was going on. Um, uh, it was just, um, uh, it was just dead, dead morning. And so, um, I bailed on it and, um, I started running up river, started going up river and just fishing wood, just fishing what I knew. And, uh, you know, was moving around, couldn't get anything going. And there was some bad storms coming through. And, uh, you know, I was, I was like, man, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? And there was a dock nearby. And then like three miles away, there was a bridge. And I was like, if I go to that dock, you know, I can't fish the dock while I'm waiting out the storm. I was like, but if I go to that bridge maybe i can fish the bridge maybe if i'm lucky while i'm taking protection you know from lightning and stuff too and uh, and that was a good call i ended up catching like uh three keepers off the bridge um and when the storm first hit i actually tied my boat up to a piling and i ran up the rocks just for a second to seek shelter because it was it was bad yeah yeah it was like the temperature dropped like 20 degrees hail lightning I was like, "Oh, this is like a recipe for a tornado," you know. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. You're I in Oklahoma. They're they're, they're
0: they're pretty common <laughs> yeah. there. Kind of like yeah, here, right, yeah. Taylor? So
1: <laughs> well, the well the uh, Airbnb I rented with the guys I stayed with, um, the house next to us, they had like a door in their front yard. You'd open, oh, yeah. and go down. And so I'm like, "Oh, yeah, this <laughs> is like tornado alley." Y'all not have those in know?
0: Florida? <laughs> yeah, no, we <laughs> don't have
1: those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was like, and so I was thinking about the, our neighbors when the storm hit. I was like, oh, they're prepared, but I'm not. So I better right. go to a pier, you know, seek some shelter. But uh, anyways, uh, after the storm passed um, and uh, the wind started to die down, got back in the boat. Um, first cast with the with the crankbait, got one right. right away. Yeah, just you know, they were they were all stacked up. Tons of striped bass, a couple largemouth. I think I caught ten stripe and four largemouth. And I think three of them were keepers, and you know that call right there uh, saved me cause I only got one bite going up river fishing wood that sure. that wasn't the best call, but that you know. Well, doing that was so?
0: I don't know if you noticed it, but all three of our eyebrows went up when you said I ran. I decided to run to that bridge because like, I could still fish during a and up. And I know t- Taylor's like, "Hey, that's a damn good idea." I saw, yeah. I saw it was. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> I was I was stuck in a dock trying to throw a jerk bait out the back of it, trying to not hit the roof and the poles, and <laughs> trying not to bust my jerk bait and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. I was, I was in a pickle.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs>
0: That's no, uh,
1: and I, I thought of that and something just like clicked in my head. Like you idiot, just go to the bridge. I was like, listen, (laughs) listen to that voice,
3: you know,
2: there you go. There you go.
3: Yeah. That was a brutal storm. That was a brutal mm
2: -hmm. storm. Go ahead.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, I was just going to add to it. Look, we have a lot of listeners that fish tournaments that, you know, they do the typical, they pre-fish, they fish a tournament. If you don't take anything away from this, from this interview, both of these guys. When they went through practice, all they were looking to do is try to start to put the puzzle together. Yep. You cannot mm-hmm. practice with the intention of being able to repeat what you've done in practice. You're just trying to figure it out so you can be successful during tournament day. And the other thing is, these guys are willing to make adjustments on the fly. And that's what you have to do to be successful. You talk to any tournament that's successful, that is the way they do it. Yep. Good call.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Call
2: great call there. yeah
3: practicing practicing for the tournament i feel like you know keith said the exact same thing i did you know he he practiced for rain he practiced for weather wind you know if i would i mean i'm not saying this tournament turned out different just because we didn't get those you right. know and i think keith would have had a completely different tournament had we got that weather you know it was supposed to wind blow rain the whole tournament, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't that way. The sun shined all day. I mean, blue mm-hmm. skies almost the first day. And then there was a little bit of clouds, but we never got the rain. We never got the wind. The wind did not blow a stitch on the second day. Mm-hmm. I mean, there wasn't even a ripple on the water. Right? Nope. And so
2: right.
3: That, that I, I honestly believe that's why the top water. I mean, there was some guys that caught them on top water. Don't get me wrong. But I honestly believe that that's why Topwater did not win this tournament. I 100% going into this tournament thought that Topwater was going to win this tournament.
2: Wow. But you weren't hesitant to make the change because you knew you had to make a change.
3: Well, I was hard-headed. It took me until 1030, but.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But you still made the change.
0: Let me ask you both this question because both of y'all have fished multiple-day tournaments with other organizations, and everybody fishes day one and two, and then they cut. The NPFL, you everybody fishes all three days. How important or how has that been for you guys to help you finish putting that piece of the puzzle together? Because I know, like we've all done, you fish two days, you get cut, and you're thinking, man, if I had one more day, I found it at 2 o'clock in the last day, if I had one more day, I'm not going to win it, but I'm, I'm going to scare them. I'm going to make a run at them. How has it been fishing all three days, and how has that – I mean, I, I, I could probably look back, you know, at some point and see where you were on day two and the jump you made for day three and different events. But how has that been fishing three days in, in y'all's opinion, Keith, go first.
1: Um, so for me, you know, I like it. I, you know, first of all, I prefer three day tournaments. I've fished four day tournaments and, and it's just a, it's just an exceptionally long time, you know? And so three days is a, is a, I think a good number, you know, to, to fish and, um, and, and I enjoy it. You know, I like fishing three days. Um, I like, uh, I mean, everyone, the, the, you've got the full field, there fishing. I've been fortunate enough where I've cashed a check every tournament. So, uh, I felt like, you know, I've earned that day three. Um, but let's say, let's say I was in like 90th place going into day three. I probably wouldn't necessarily want right. to be there, you know?
0: Sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I, I would, I would rather have a cut if I, you know, w- when that time does come. Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, it's great. MPFL is great. They put on a, a great, great tournament, great organization. Uh, also, you know, we don't have a huge field You know, 125 guys. So I really like that. I fished opens, I fished against 230, 240 boats. Um, you know, and, and not, and not that I can't do it or I'm scared of it, but it's like, it's a different mindset when you're fishing against 230 plus boats, you have to be a fierce competitor to come out on top. Sure. And, and you know, it's, uh, uh, it's a whole different mindset. It's a more aggressive mindset. And the NPFL, what Brad and what those guys preach is they want everyone to have fun. And they really do. And they mean that. And 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 to be honest, after having a year on NPFL, I am in just I'm in a better attitude, a better mood. And and I really do have fun. And I've learned that you don't have to uh, you don't have to see red or you don't have to be that ultimate fierce competitor to win. And, and be the best, you know, and, um, that's just been, that's been eye opening for me. And, you know, it's just been a great experience. Sure. Yeah.
0: Tanner, how about you? Um, it, you know,
3: I, I agree 100% with Keith, but as far as, uh, no cut goes, I, you know, I love it because it does give you that opportunity. Say you are hunting down AOY, say you are in 80th place, you know, and you get that day three and you end up, you know, 30th or 33rd or something, you know, and you jump 20 or 30, 40 places, that's huge for AOI. That's huge for making a championship. Uh, Me personally, uh, uh, in Florida, I had a a good day on the first day. I had 16 pounds, had a misfortune and had a two pound penalty. And then uh, day two, I kind of struggled a little bit. I had 12 pounds. I never got a big bite. And then on day three, I ended up sacking up almost 19 pounds and jumped up 30 something places up into like the top 20, you know, the high top 20, I think I was 15th or so, something like that maybe. And uh, you know, that, that was just huge for me. I'm pretty sure I was out of a check uh, going into that third day and jumped up all the way to 15th place. So um, I I think it's awesome. I I really enjoy it. It fits me well. Uh, I, I kind of, try to pride myself on being a consistent angler. Uh, if I go out and catch six pounds, I'm praying to go out and catch six pounds again the next day. But, <laughs> I mean, I hope not, you know, I'll try to adjust, but if, if I go out and catch, you know, 12 to 14 pounds, I typically go out and catch 12 to 14 pounds again the next day and, uh, or at least get those bites, you know, and the three days of, of, of tournament really, really, really uh, play to my hand in that.
0: Sure. Sure. Well, Season is uh, regular season is over with, and uh, I mean, Taylor, you're in. I mean, you're an elite company right now. I mean, you're one of five, right, that have won an NPFL trophy. And um, actually, I think it's four. Is it four? So, because
1: Soka won, so he won
0: two, that's right, so or five, yeah, yeah, well, yeah,
1: yeah, okay, so five, you're right,
0: yeah, because he won two, so it's five. And so it was uh, you, Keith, you won one, Perkins won one, Sokups won two, and then there was one other one. Was that right? Is That's is that five? That's five. Yeah,
1: Buck, one. Sorry, Buck- <laughs> Mallory won one. That's Winnebago. right, Buck Mallory won one. Winnebago,
0: so, yeah. Yep, so, so there's five. So you got the trophy, Taylor. I mean, how does it feel? I mean, your name's in a record book. You know, you're one of the first five. You know, you won grand. If they ever go back to grand, you're the man, right? So, how does that feel? That's right. So
3: that It's unbelievable. That's an unbelievable feeling. Uh, You know, my goal going into this was, of course, to make the championship. You know, I did not expect to to win an event. Uh, of course, you know, I dreamed about it. I sure. prayed about it. But uh, I wanted to make it to the championship, and I, I truly, I truly – uh, want to be the championship winner. You know, like, that one will go down for the rest of history. Everybody remembers who won the first Best Masters Classic. Everybody's going to remember sure. who wins the first NPFL championship.
0: Key School, uh, yeah. And Keith's going, yeah, look out, to, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs>
3: to, to compete against 25 guys, too. I mean, you think we're competing against 125 in, in a regular season event. To compete against 25 guys – I mean, those are unbelievable odds, you know, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about that for sure.
0: And that's going to be close to home for you, isn't it? It's about an hour and a half. Yeah. Okay. That's that's terrible. I know. I know you. Hate that. <laughs> Keith, you have. I mean, obviously, heck of a year, right? I mean, you've cashed mm-hmm. a check in every event. One hundred thirteen thousand dollars in winnings um Taylor you had 99,000 in winnings I mean both of y'all had an incredible year you look at the top five here and everybody you know was you know top four everybody but Brian Smith were over 100 grand in uh in winnings there and so I mean just just an incredible year but I mean you won the second ever in PFL so you got that trophy right yeah and um thank god you got a big boat because you know at least it'll fit in there but then yeah (laughs) but now but now i mean when like like taylor said you look at the record books dude you're the first you're the first angler of the year for the NPFL. i mean just describe that when you heard your name when when al mccullough called your name on stage what what were the feelings
1: i mean you know it's just it's it's amazing you know it's uh to be the first, you know, it really will go down in history is the first AOI. And yeah, I think this tour is really going places. I think they're, they're here to stay. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be here for the long haul and that's nice to know. Um, you know, I I was just, I was shocked, you know, I couldn't believe it, you know, for, for the, uh, crazy series of events to happen the way they, that they did on the final day, you know, um, in order to win was just, uh, you know, it was, it was just shocking. Couldn't believe it. You know, every single fish counted all year long, every single one, you know, to win by one point. And so, um, you know, yeah, and
0: and for <laughs> I'm those, still shocked. and for those who say it doesn't matter, it's just one fish. Every one of you guys, including myself and every tournament fisherman out there can think back in the course of a year and say that fish cost me a classic, that fish cost me AOI, that fish cost me a chance at a championship so every single Mm -hmm. one of them matters don't they
1: that's right whether whether it's for aoy or it's for say top 25 in points to to get into the championship which is equally important you know um you know every single fish matters um you know it, it really does it matters more than you think and you know i have a thing where you know a lot of times you'll hear um you'll hear guys you know, maybe they won't sharpen the hooks or maybe they didn't change their line and they're like, Oh, it don't matter. It don't matter. And and those decisions matter way more than you think they sure. do. And you'd better start taking responsibility, you know? Sure. Or you're going to get left behind. Sure. Yeah. It, you know, it
2: doesn't matter until it matters. Exactly. And then, exactly and then right. it's yeah. too late. That's exactly right.
1: Right. And yeah
0: you know i've got a blame uh, it on
1: something else
0: you you brought up you know golf and other sports earlier i've got a a 17 year old son is a senior in high school and he plays high school basketball and nice. you know for a long time he made that comment you know oh dad it's a free throw it doesn't matter it's a layup it doesn't matter and it's been kind of fun to watch him over the years figure out every single one of them matters yeah <laughs> not sweating the small stuff but but just keeping it simple doing what you got to do and just you know those little simple things will go a long damn That's, way i mean we see it in everything we do but especially yeah. in a sport like like fishing it's 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 key right it, yeah it's absolutely. the little things
3: it, it's the little things the little things matter so much and, you know that there's there's things out there that i've learned over the years you know uh uh shane Lineberger was the guy that really you know took me by the hand and showed me about, you know, fishing docks and stuff like that. And, uh, man, he, he has taught me so much, you know, just spending time around him. He'd say, why are you doing it like that? And I'm like, I don't know. This is how I've always done it. He said, we'll do it like this. And then he would tell me why. Sure. And I'm saying, I've never even thought of that, but it makes so much sense. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's so minute, but it makes such a difference. You know, one and, extra and cast Keith is a day. master at yeah. at thinking about things like that.
0: Yeah, one extra cast a day go yeah. a long <laughs> way, right? So one extra cast. Um Keith, you were talking about or Taylor, we talked about the uh, championship for a second. Keith, give me your take on Nick a Jack.
1: Nickajack. So uh never been there. Um looking really looking forward to it, you know a lot of how the fish will be caught depends on the conditions when we get there. So meaning like, do we have a strong cold front come in by then? Do we not? Where's the water level at? There's so many variables out there. Yeah. I have no clue how I'm going to catch them um, or hopefully catch them anyway. Um, But uh, you know, what I can share was uh, I used to fish FLW tour as a co-angler. I drew Gagliardi. We were on, uh, on chick, Uh, ran down, ran down there towards uh, Harrison Bay and, all day, he's like, if we could just lock through to Nickajack, we'd catch 20 pounds both of us, no problem. The lake is loaded, and you know, and that's all I remember from you know being a kid. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, never been there, but you know, uh, I hear it's got 20 pound potential. sounds Sounds like they're there, so I'm excited.
0: Well, it sounds like yeah. if it's a dock deal, Taylor, you might have some company.
3: There's, there's yeah. not being dogs. <laughs> no yeah. dogs. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: A couple if bars they are, they're up. about six inches deep. I was going to say that. Yeah, a couple bars tied up. So yeah. you, you better bring your flip flops and snow boots because we might have both in the same week here in Tennessee. You never know.
0: It could be either <laughs> way. Right? It could be either mm-hmm. way. So, well, guys, well, KG, you got anything else? D- David usually got the springer that goes up. So I'll, I'll let you uh, jump in there.
2: Uh, I got this. Is This is going to sound weird, but. Wow. Okay. So, so Taylor kind of touched on it in the beginning, you know, the, the, the biggest thing for him with the NPFL was it fits his work schedule. So if any of our listeners are business owners or managers where you manage people or you're, you're involved in the hiring process for keeping people take, take note of this. Cause I can guarantee you, Taylor is probably, if not the best, one of the best workers, wherever he works. <laughs>
0: Because, well, he's playing a manager, so. because
2: he knows that when he's at work he's going to work because when he's away from work he can do what he wants to do right yeah in this in this day and age when it's so hard to find people that want to work and do a good job take care of your workers and it's not always about the paycheck either sometimes it's about doing something different or special for them.
1: yeah, yeah. that's great advice you know that and that's to add to that, that's part of why I left UPS was they would never give me time off. And when I quit, they actually they they put me on an immediate rehire status if I ever want to go back because I did a great job there. But when you don't give your workers a time off to, to enjoy their life, you know it's not all about you know working and you know slave driving. So yeah, it's just that's great, great, great note you added there.
0: You know, it it
3: it's boys. difficult. It's hard. You know, I mean, it, it's hard on on our other employees, it's hard on, you know, my boss whenever I'm gone, but, uh, you know, they, they step up and, and it's huge. They get behind me. They support me. They, you know, they were talking about Friday, whenever uh, wherever I took the lead on Friday, like the whole plant was nothing but live going, you know, yeah. said everybody's up there working <laughs> and got their phones set up on the yeah. side, you know, and, the boss is walking through, and he's like, he he's just got blindfolds on. Like, I'm not even looking. I'm not looking. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome but, but, having that support, you know.
2: But you can't get that any other way. I mean, you know, all those workers were excited, happy to be there, pulling for you. I mean, you you can't get that any other way than giving you the time off to be able to do that. Yeah, and I'm buying them all. Sometimes, yeah, pe- people are just too short-sighted. They can't see that.
3: Yep, I'm buying them all lunch tomorrow, so I told nice. them. I, I said I'll on oh, me tomorrow. Y'all just bring just bringing you nice, yeah, bringing your nice warm bellies. We're gonna eat good, so uh, yeah. And and my boss, whenever, whenever I got back, you know Monday, uh, he pulls up in his truck, you know, to work, and I walked out there with that trophy trophy, and his <laughs> smile was just unbelievable. You know, it, it it tickled him. You know, so I've I've worked with him since I was uh 19 years old. And, uh, you know, I'm 31 now, uh, there was a span there that, that I went, you know, a different way and then came back. But, uh, you know, he's seen me grow up, he's known for a long time what I wanted to do. And he's seen the hard work. He's seen the, you know, the grind, the sweat, the tears, the at work, you know, till two in the morning so that I can go do this the next week, you know? And so it, it was huge. It was awesome for us. That's uh,
0: that's awesome, Kenneth. I hope Davis listened to this, and he's appreciative of of what he's doing this week. And that, that we let him go small mouth fishing with Bandam, and Zona <laughs> yeah. while the rest of us are back here. If working he can't her, appreciate
2: so. what he's done the last couple of days, he's then, uh, he's, he's, he's a lost cause. Yeah, you're
0: you're right. You're exactly right. Y'all, so. y'all hiring? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's, that's good stuff, guys. Can't thank you enough for your time tonight. Congratulations to you both on uh, on your wins, Keith. Obviously, a uh, once in a lifetime deal there. I, I imagine this will be a repeat thing for you at some point. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just you guys are incredible. Taylor, thanks for your time. Congratulations on your win. That's a huge deal. Uh, you. you know no matter what it is, right, you win one of these things um, no matter how big or small it is it's it's a, it's a huge deal and I know people will look at you know they already have and we have as well when it all first out you know you look at the competitor list there. And I tell you what, there's some names that people have never heard of before, but they have after this year because you guys have flat cracked them. And uh, you've got, you know, one hell of a group of fishermen over there. And it looks like you're getting a few more coming in for next year. So <laughs> it's just getting bigger and better, mm-hmm. you boys. So but Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, it's great. Field's growing. Uh, looking forward to it. Should be fun. Good deal.
0: Guys, thanks so much for your time tonight. Take care. Good luck at the championship. Can't we might have to go check him out and see what's biting on Nickajack here for too long. Uh, Just I, right down the road. I think that's
2: a good idea. Yeah,
0: so guys, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Thanks a lot. Take care, Ryan.
0: Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see, probably stranded out in the middle of the lake. That's right. You know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead-acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp.
2: Okay, okay. You talked me into it. Where can I get some rely
0: on batteries jason you can visit rely on slash anglers channel and use our special promo code anglers channel for 10 percent off your purchase i mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping you didn't but even better so hey what are you waiting for get hooked on rely on lithium today With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is
2: results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time.
0: At Mercury. There are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home
2: eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly.
0: Welcome back, guys! Anglers Channel Insider Podcast. Uh, KG, we're just going to wrap it up, dude. I mean it's it's hard to it's hard to talk about anything more after hearing those two guys. I mean, first time NPFL winners, both of them, and then Keith Carson, your angler of the year on the NPFL this year. Just, I mean, I know, I know. Two years ago, when this thing was announced, we're all like, ah, damn, we don't need the pro tour, right? We don't what's he going to do, what's, how they're going to do it. But I'm going to tell you, I think they've done it the right way. And as as much, you know, criticism and skepticism there's been, I mean, it's just those are our guys, right, for our listeners out there. These are guys that they have fished other trails. They've done other things. I mean, Carson won an open and fished the Classic this year on um, in Texas. So these are two guys that had options. Right to do different things, and uh, they went with the NPFL. I mean, and it's, I mean, you got to look at what they've done. I mean, had an incredible year, and these guys are living proof. I mean, look at Taylor, he works a full time job, takes off a week here, a week there, talked to his company. They worked with him, he's won a hundred thousand dollars this year fishing. I mean, right. come on, Keith Carson, I think he owns his own business, and I mean, 130,000 this year, or 13,000 this year. Uh, both and both of them got trophies to back that up. So, I mean, you look down that list, a lot of guys made money on the NPFL this year. So,
2: well, you know, let, let's keep it in perspective. And we've talked about this before, you know, when these guys signed up, they didn't really know what the heck they were signing no, up for. No, they didn't. They didn't even have a schedule. No. Nope. So the, the guts that it took, I, and I, I'm guessing that's part of the reason why these guys were so excited about what they've accomplished. Sure. Because when you think back to when they really, you know, signed their name on that on that line and committed to this, you know, they, they were taking a really big risk. And for it to to seemingly work out as well as it has, and based on the fact that these anglers performed like they did. Yeah. And the organization has done what they've said they were going to do. Their live, like you said, their live coverage is good. They're they got the weigh-in where they trailer around, you know, a lot of opportunities we're starting to see now with the added names that we know of that's going to be added next year. Obviously it's made an impact because there's some really big names on that list. that are going to be added.
0: Yeah. It's, and I tell you what, it's, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not naming names. Right. But if you look at MPFL live now from where they started in March, they've come a long way. It's in my top two that i watch um it's in a lot of our listeners top two that they watch i've heard it from them um but i mean it's just it's hard to root against guys like us not saying you're van dams and hackney's and those guys aren't but it's hard to root against a guy that worked 40 hours 50 hours one week and drove all night to grand lake and kicked ass and won a tournament
2: Right. It's a different kind of hunger. These aren't guys that are trying to get through their season so they can go spend their entire fall in the tree stand. Right, right. No, um, nothing right. against that if you have that opportunity, but it's a different mindset. Completely. These guys are having to go through stuff that you know other guys aren't. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. And and, so. and look, I, I I like opportunities. Sure. If they had started this and there wasn't enough. Um, anglers to fill the field, it would have taken care of itself. Yep. So obviously they found out there there is space for it. They've got the anglers. They've increased the field. It looks like they're gonna have a full field this coming year. They were close to it the first. But so is everybody else. The opens are 230 boats yep. and they're down here on Smith Lake right now. Um you know the Toyota series was up, BFLs are up. Oh, yeah. I mean all of them are up, so there's plenty of anglers up. to fill all these different tournament trails. Yeah, the fact that we have options means that that a particular angler can, based on their situation, their personal situation, they can make the choice of what fits them best. Agreed. Agreed. Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Um, before
0: we get out of here tonight, got to say a big happy birthday to our buddy Bill Dance had a big birthday this week, this past week. We're recording this early. So as you hear this on Tuesday morning, October the whatever it is, um, 12th or 11th, I think it is. As you're hearing this, we recorded this the previous week. Why? Because I'm on vacation, and I don't want to answer the phone, and I don't want to talk to Kenneth or David while I'm on vacation, right? So I'm on vacation. I'm on a boat somewhere. Uh, by the time you hear this, I will, uh, I got my cowboy hat on. I'll be getting a suntan and I'll be sitting next to my hot wife while she's drinking a drink. And, um, I don't know where we're going and I really don't care. Kenneth. it, doesn't matter, right? Because phones don't work. This podcast machine doesn't work. And, uh, for a week I can decompress and life will be well. Our buddy, David Zhang. I got, by God, I hope he got a lot of good content because that son of a bitch, he's just, he's been catching them this week, KG. He's been up north. I, I saw the, we're going to rag him when I come back. When we're next week's show, we're going to have a little fun with him. Um, but um, we know he's been catching some big smallmouth. I know he's been getting some. I got him in the TikTok world. He's been doing some TikTok stuff for us. So that's been kind of f- fun to watch. So, yes, we're on TikTok. If you're listening, go check us out at Angler's Channel i uh, got some KVD TikToks over there now, some Zona stuff coming. So that's cool. But a big uh, happy birthday to Bill Dance. And um, please say a pr- prayer for our G. Loomis family, our friends at G. Loomis and the family of Bruce Holt. I met Bruce a couple of times. Bruce Bruce passed away last week. Um, great, great guy. Uh, tremendous rod builder. Tremendous man. And has been in this industry a damn long time, and he's going to be missed. So...
2: Just like I've said in the past, there's there is a group of people and that's been in this industry a long time that were kind of I, I don't know how to put it. They're just I guess beyond beyond everybody else. Sure, you know what they do. Yeah, and I I, I hope that going forward we there will be more people like that, but we're losing some really incredible people that have been in this industry for a long time and it's made it what it is.
0: Yeah, we have. You look at Strike King and Phil Marks a year or two ago and just an incredible lure manufacturer, lure builder, and um, just newest stuff, away, you know, newest way around a crankbait, around a Rage Tail Worm, around jigs, just really, really uh, dead on, on a lot of that stuff. So I uh, really hate that. But uh, looking forward to hearing from David when when, uh, when we get back on this thing. Um, and so, uh, we're going to leave you guys with that. So as always, guys, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. If you've got comments on this show or upcoming shows or past shows, make sure you hit us up on the X zone hotline, two, five, six, five, three, five, three, two, one,
2: seven. It's the X zone hotline brought to you by trick step. Yes, sir. And Hey, the pickups continue to go on. So just because we're kind of off on our schedule. I, Don't I, forget to get your pick in. Get your, get your picks in. Yeah, and of in. all people the, to bring that up, yes, it's me. The,
0: yes, it's you. The, <laughs> but you got them in. I will say this. I will say this. We have a new leader in the clubhouse. Um, not on the AC side, but on the you pick side. We had a young lady come in, and um, let's just say this. She's got a one-point lead, and it ain't two to one. Okay? That's all I'm going to tell you. Um, we had somebody this week that that nailed it. Nailed a weight, um, dead-on nailed a weight. And we had another person that won two events. So one did it the hard way, one did it the, the, the easy way. I guess that's the easy way. But um, let me just say this too, KG. David is going on a damn tear. That's all I can tell you. He is on it. We'll get into that more in next week's show. But the the new you pick 'em's are up. Make sure you get your, your, uh, your picks in by Wednesday night. Uh, this week, and uh, the the game goes on. We'll still be playing. We've got a few more weeks left to go in October to get that done. So, on behalf of our guest tonight, your Grand Lake NPFL, and NPFL winner, Taylor Watkins, for your NPFL Angler of the Year, the first ever Angler of the Year for the NPFL. You see that trophy? It's black and gold. It was damn good looking, dude.
2: Yes. Really sure. Yeah, sharp. well, both of them were. They really were. I mean, I, I couldn't hardly – i mean we, we were on the zoom so we we're able to see them and I, every time they'd pop up all i could see was the trophy that's it like, like a damn tundra hood all it was so
0: but for uh, taylor watkins keith carson for uh ac insider mr kenneth rover i'm chris brown guys have a great week and weekend as always god bless good fishing put that life jacket on buckle that son of a gun up and hook that kill switch up tight AG, hey, don't take it punch Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource.